Welcome to the Campus Outreach Podcast, where we want to equip you to make your college years count for eternity. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and on today's podcast, we have a good friend of mine returning for another guest appearance on the CO Podcast. His name is Austin Clark, but he goes by Moose. Moose, what's up, buddy? <laughs> I'm a T-Roll, man. How are you doing, bro? I'm good, man. You happy to be back on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Maybe next time I can interview you. Maybe that's uh, third time's a charm. We can flip the tables. I'm sure. What do you want to talk about? You want to interview? I'll, I'll answer your questions. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that, man. Yeah. I think somebody did try to do that one time. Justin might have tried to do that. And I, uh, I was a little caught off guard. He just actually started asking me questions. I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, nobody really ever asked me any, any questions. <laughs> I'm all lonely over here. It's okay. Uh, no, man, it's, it's, glad, it's good to have you on again. Um, last time we had you on, we kind of talked about the Holy Spirit really living um, what we call, it, I believe, an explicit Christian life. Yeah. Um, so today we have another cool topic. But before we do that, I do want to tee you up to uh, tell us a little bit more about your family. I want you to speak on this a little bit and allow our listeners to get to know you a little better. Yeah, so uh, I, br- I briefly mentioned last time I went to Troy University, um, go Trojans, and I love Troy for a lot of reasons, but mostly because I met my wife there, my lovely bride, Rianne. Um, she, we, she and I have been married for going on, oh, we just passed four years in December. So, so yeah, we've been married, and we have, uh, we have two kids. So we have Atticus, who is about to turn three, and then we have our daughter Felicity, who's about to turn one. So yeah, those are some pretty names, man. Yeah, we we took a lot of effort. You, we probably do a whole podcast on uh, on why we <laughs> named our kids why we named them. So for but for another day, maybe that's maybe that can be the next one. I like that. Yeah. So um, so yeah, they're they're amazing, man. I'm I'm seeing Atticus just like just grow more and more into like a functioning human all the time, like <laughs> just the way he talks to people and the way that he can like hold his own in like a conversation and play and have fun it's just so great and then felicity she's as she's about to turn one it's just like she's a she's a covid baby so it's just it's just been ah. the fastest year in the world like she she was born i guess like a, two weeks into the the lockdowns and she's never known a world outside of masks so she's really attached to her parents um she's really attached to us she loves us and um and obviously that means when we drop her off at like a nursery or something it's uh not exactly the best experience for her but wow. but yeah we love we love our kids a lot my and my wife's so amazing. She's the she's the backbone of my life for sure. I I cannot function as a single guy. So she's she's the best. Yeah. Shout out. That's awesome, man. That's it's cool to hear more um about your kids too. I mean, yeah, a COVID baby. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh they, they don't know any other world. Yeah. I never, I didn't think about it in that regard. Yeah. Know? Uh, I got a COVID puppy, not the same. But um <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a little just a little different. I mean, similar in some ways, but no, it's not. Let's just move on. Let's get into our topic. How's that? Uh, people know who you are by now. So anyways, um, let's do this, man. We are today, we're going to actually be talking about the gray areas of following Christ. Okay? Yeah. Now, what, what I like about that is the, the title is almost a little like, there's probably some people listening like, what the heck are they going to talk about? It's kind of the point, right? On this podcast. <laughs> yeah, suck them in. We got them. Uh, no, man. I think what I want to do is, I think in the Christian life, Sometimes there's really cl- there, there are some really clear do's and don'ts. You, does that make sense? What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's some things that's really like, do not murder, right? Yep. I think we all inherently know not to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also cu- a couple clear do's, right? Read the Bible, like actually spend time reading the Word of God. Actually spend time 
praying to God. Those are some things that are also really clear. But that's not what we're necessarily talking about today. Today we're talking about those gray areas of the Christian life, of following Christ, where it's like, what, I I can't wait to get into some of these topics, but what do I do as a Christian in trying to honor Jesus, trying to honor God in some of these areas that are a little bit more gray? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think what's really cool is that's like, what's really cool and maybe even maybe intimidating it, it feels that way sometimes it's like the, those those things that are really clear they're they're probably like 10% of what it actually means to live life you know um so really we're talking about a a large majority of what it means to be a christian is how to operate when there's not a direct clear command on not only what you should do but how you should do it so um, yeah, i think it'll be really helpful so we're going to talk about a good bit Let, what if you most, what if you just gave our listeners one kind of practical example of when a question like this might arise? Like, how does a Christian navigate this? How do they think about this? Yeah, I mean, especially as a college student, I think the, I think the modern question would be, what do I do on Thursday night? What do I do on the weekend when um, we know I know that I shouldn't get drunk, um, but what do I do? You know, what, what, what do I do if my friends want me to go out with them? Well, how do I... Um, yeah, how do I navigate something like that? How do I make the decisions? Do I go out? Do I not? Do I drink when they offer me a drink? Do I not? What's the, what is, uh, what does Jesus want me to do? <laughs> you know, it's, that's, that's really it's, good. A, it's a big yeah. question. So that's just one example of what we're talking about. But yeah, yeah, because even that, there is a clear don't in the area of do not get drunk. But the whole idea of like, well, can I still have one drink or two or how many or do I do it at all? Do I go to the bar at all? There's so many things. I'm really excited to kind of uh, kind of dive in this with you. So what, what if we do this? For the sake of our listeners, can you give us – I'm thinking of two guys in Scripture that might have something to say about this, maybe Jesus, maybe Paul. Yeah. Um, any sort of insights you c- can get from their words, their writings, what they've said to kind of kind of tee up this conversation? Yeah, those are pretty helpful guys in, in, in general, So especially on this issue. And I, I think where I, where I zeroed in first was there is a – there was actually a body of believers, a group of believers in Corinth. So if you look at the book of 1 Corinthians, the whole middle section of that letter is Paul answering their questions when it comes to the gray areas. So I think a couple of things when it comes to marriage, sex, uh, and then the the the, the, real, the thing we may not necessarily get was he's talking about food offered to idols. You know, we don't necessarily have like uh, Roman temples around here anywhere, you know, where we're worshiping Zeus or someone like that, but... Um, but that was a question that they had was they were asking, do they are, people are offering me to eat these food, eat these, eat this meat that is offered to an idol. And what, is that okay? Is that not? And Paul gives some really helpful advice, but what he really gives us are principles that enables any Christian at any time, in any place in history to, to, uh, give them guidelines, give them principles to how to make decisions that honor God and, uh, honor people, love and love God and love people. So. Yeah, so what are some of these principles, these guiding principles? Yeah, I mean, I, the the two that should permeate and navig- navigate any Christian's life are said by Jesus um, in Matthew, I think it's, I believe it's Matthew 22, when a guy asks, asks him, what is the most important thing I should do? What's the most, Im- what, is, what is the law that is the most important for, for me to honor God? And he says, Jesus gives him a, a very candid, real, and helpful answer for the situation. He says, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So in any Christian's decision-making, 
before they say, what do I want to do or what am I free to do or what am I allowed to do? The first two questions they should answer is, uh, is this, am I loving God and am I loving other people? Those that are in Christ that are fellow Christians and those that are non-Christians. So, Hmm. Okay, so what would that look like in a scenario even – you mentioned the Thursday night earlier. Yeah. Right? And I know it's not a one-size-fits-all answer maybe, but yeah. how might a Christian think about that if, if, those, if they're trying to live by those two guiding principles? Yeah. I think what I would say is one of the answers that Paul gives when the question comes up is he says uh, – he's quoting the people that wrote to him, and he says – that he quotes what they said. He said, they say, all things are lawful. We can do whatever we want. I can go out. I can, I can drink a beer. I can, uh, I can hang out anywhere I want. That's not a sin. And, but then he says, but not all things are helpful. But then, and then he quotes them again, all things are lawful. But then he says, not all things build up. So the, the guiding principle that he gives that's similar to Jesus's is, let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. And then he goes on to say, um, the two guiding principles that he has that maybe we can get into to answer this question is, I do not want to cause any of my brothers, any of those that are in Christ, brothers or sisters, anyone who is a fellow Christian, I do not want to cause them to stumble. And that's like that would be like a, an idiom or an analogy that simply means I don't want to cause them to sin. And he says that's the worst thing I can do to my, to my friends and my brothers and sisters is to cause them to sin. Um, so he says that. He says don't seek your own good. Um, so don't cause a Christian to stumble. And then he also says he was willingly, if you read, I think it's the end of chapter 10 of first Corinthians. He says, I do my best to not give offense, to not offend anyone who is outside of Christ, who is outside of the church, Jew or Greek, meaning Jew or Gentile. Um, so he says, cause he says his higher aim, his goal in life is to make, is to see as many people saved as possible. So he was going to move any, he was going to remove anything in his life that could offend someone except for the cross the he was going to make he was going to make everything about the cross so i think when that when you apply this to you know 21st century college campus life what i would say is you might have what the bible calls you know a conscience that has some strength to it that just because there's a just because there is a there's no just because there is no clear command to dictate what you do on in this given situation at this time you feel like yeah i know what i know what i'm free to do and not do i have you know i know i shouldn't get drunk and i know that i need to love my neighbor so and i think that this is what this looks like for me you know i so i'll you know somebody offers me a drink yeah i'll take it just because i want to like i want to connect with them i want to hang out with them i don't want to cause any awkwardness whatever but then at the same time, there are those in the, uh, that Paul calls weak. It's not an insult, so don't get offended. But he says, um, he says there are those who are, are weak in conscience in that they need, um, they need what? They need the black and white. And, they, and they, so they might make – They need clarity. They need clarity, and so they might make statements. They might, they might have beliefs that are really rigid and maybe more like one size fits all, like you're saying. And, they're, and they think other people – other Christians should hold up to what they think is is good. And yeah. I, I think, I guess the way I would say that is like, you know, think about you might have the freedom to not get drunk at the bar. You might have the stamina, the, you know, the self-control to do that. But then you might have a younger brother or sister in the faith who doesn't have that same self-control. Yeah, like have if they go to the bar, there's, there's a decent chance 
they're going to wake up somewhere they don't remember. <laughs> right. Like, that. seriously, like, that we, we have friends like that. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know about yourself, but, like, maybe we have struggled with that, too. Like, there, mm-hmm. there are people who, those are legitimate um, fears of even going out. Yeah. So it's like, if you have a friend like that, yeah, maybe going to the bar with that person, even though you might be able to handle it, probably isn't the best idea. Right. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, in a sense. And like we're saying, it's not one size fits all. You can't say that that's always right or that's always wrong. And that's, that's, what, that's why the, the guiding principles that Jesus gave are so magnificent and like helpful yeah. is, because it's, is because it's all about love. It's, mm-hmm. all, about, it's mm-hmm. all about caring for the good of someone else. It's not, about, um, it's not about what it means to obey. It's about love. It's not like cold, hard obedience. Right. So it's about it's about a warm relationship that's caring for other people. So because because I guess the situation might be like your friend that you're there that uh, that sees you that might have that that hard rigid conscience that says um, that they know they might might not even know what they think yet about drinking or they might even know what the, that the Bible says don't get drunk yet and and they see you having a beer and they might assume in their mind oh so and so. They think Moose thinks it's okay to have a beer here. He th- he he might already he might just be just like everybody else. He might be having he might be getting drunk. He might already be drunk. So I guess that's okay for me too. And and I'm and I using my freedom, using my using what using my own guiding principles to do what I know or believe is right. I could actually hurt someone else. So yeah, completely unintentionally. It's yeah. not like you began uh, that day thinking, oh, I can't wait to hurt someone's. You know, feelings or yeah. make them stumble. Like yeah. a lot of this to me, uh, and maybe this could be of some help to someone who's listening, is just awareness, mm-hmm. like the wisdom of awareness, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. um, if, if, I, if I was saved by God's grace and my life is different, um, I don't belong to myself anymore. I don't live for myself anymore. So even some of these freedoms like that we're talking about, we keep, we keep, we keep kind of talking about the uh, – the scenario of like being at the bar. Maybe we can come up with a different one to help people kind of expand yeah. this. Here, here's here's an idea. Um, I can think of examples when because um, it's not always something like uh, you know, it's not always something like. I think if you ended up unintentionally causing somebody to stumble by, they ended up getting drunk because they saw that you had one beer like that. That could happen, um, but it's also like. That's a pretty significant example of something <laughs> yeah. bad happening, right? Yeah. But, but even something as simple as I've been around some friends who are Christians, and this this whole idea of like what kind of music do you listen to, hmm. right? Is it sinful to listen to music that has cuss words in it, right? Yeah. Um, well, no. It's not sinful for that music to be on your your you know your iPhone or in your car. Um, but at the same time, there are, there are moments and even in my own life, and you let me know if you could think of any sort of other scenarios we can give where I just know like the friend that's in my car in this particular time, like they don't like listening to this. In fact, Mm -hmm. it makes them feel uncomfortable. Are they going to be led to sin by listening to that? Probably not. But just the idea of loving them in this instance would be, you know, let me put on something else. Doesn't mean I have to put on, you know, some boring Christian radio or something. <laughs> yeah, some um, K-Love. Yeah, maybe I just find 
you know, the edited version of that song or just a completely – or just whatever. Or give them the aux. Or just you, talk to them. Or just talk to them. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea, Bruce. Maybe I should just talk to my friends more and not listen to music. Maybe, 20, 2021 problems. Maybe you can put on the Campus Outreach Birmingham podcast. Oh, wow. No, that's, that's, that's the next level. But does stuff. that make sense what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because the, the one about, like, being at the bar, there's a clear, like, dark end road there, mm-hmm. right? They could wake up somewhere they – you know, maybe right. things worst case scenario, but something as simple as even music. It's like you know, I love my uh, my friend here enough that maybe I'm not going to have this crazy inappropriate song playing when they get in the yeah. car. You know, yeah, and maybe this is different, but I th- think about like gossip. Like, okay, there's no yeah. like, there's no like specific definition in the Bible about what gossip is or slander or you know. What does it mean to talk bad about someone else that's not in the room? Like, and you could simply be, you know, you might have a joke at someone's expense that's not around. Um, you know, people do that all the time. I do that. Yeah. And but is that if I'm around, if I'm around a person, especially someone I'm trying to influence spiritually, I, I'm there might be a chance for me to take a shot or poke some fun, even like some innocent fun at someone that's that we all know that's not there. Yeah. Um, that might give that person some sort of um, false sense of security in doing that, that could actually, that they might translate in their mind as gossip or slander um, that could, that could really hurt their relationships. Yeah. And they might, and they might even, and they might even view me as that, like that I'm a gossiper or that I'm a slanderer or something that is actually like, when I'm just, you know, I feel the freedom to do that because I, I would say the same thing to that person's face, you know? Sure. And, but that, but in the, in the moment, I might need to relinquish that freedom to relinquish yeah. that privilege um, of friendship so that I, so that I am building up and helping my friends and helping my brothers and sisters in Christ and not simply getting all I can while I can, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And I think we live, cause we live in a, our culture is so, is so individualistic that the thought of like stripping myself of privileges for the good of someone else is extra hard. Maybe, maybe even harder than it would have been in someone like, you know, in the first century of Corinth or something. We're so, we're so, we're so ingrained with, I can do what I want. I should do what I want. That that's, that this is, this is kind of difficult Hmm. on on an extra level. I think. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's really, that's really good. Oh man. I'm just thinking, I mean, if you really, we probably don't have enough time to do it, but we could probably name off just so many different examples of like these gray areas that we're kind of talking about. Right. You know, like uh, even even the idea of like uh, here's here's one gluttony. <laughs> yeah, how much food do you eat? How much food do you eat? Yeah. Like, like what point does it become gluttony? Is is it a is it an amount? Is it a feeling? Is it what it does to your body? Is it when someone realizes, oh my gosh, he's had twenty wings or thirty <laughs> wings or you know like right. I, mean, you, you, I mean I like wings. Do you like wings? <laughs> Dude, I love wings. I know, but it's like that gray area. Like how how does if you get back to those guiding principles? Because sometimes it's not as Sometimes some of these things aren't necessarily like, is anybody going to fall into sin because you ate that many wings? Probably not. But like, should you have that much food? Well, I think the just having wisdom, mm-hmm. getting some wisdom, talking to some people about the idea of like, you know, how do you handle some of these gray areas? What, what sort of principles do you have? I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts or any other ideas or things that come to mind. Yeah, I mean, we could definitely we could name so much of this stuff because, like we were saying, it's like this is ninety percent of life. Like, how do you do this stuff? And I think to zoom back out, I the the verse that comes to mind is Romans twelve one through two. And Paul, the same guy that wrote First Corinthians, says, "My brothers and sisters, I 
I appeal to you by God's mercy, knowing what you know about the gospel, don't be conformed to this world. Don't think like this world thinks. Mm-hmm. Don't be conformed to this world, but by the, but by the renewing of your mind, uh, or but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that by testing you may be able to discern what God's will is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So how do you? So it's like how do you renew your mind? Um, I said this on the last podcast I was on. You read the Bible, you pray, and you obey. Like you obey what is clear. So the more that you read, pray, and obey, you're being filled with the Spirit to understand what it means to be obedient in those gray areas of life. And then as you do that, be willing to fail. Be willing to be willing to test. The, the whole point of a test is that there is a passing and a failing. And so be, so be willing to risk, be willing to either step out in what might be your freedoms in Christ and be willing to uh, relinquish what might be a privilege that you do have mm-hmm. so that you can test what God's will is and for the, upbuilding of, for the building up of your friends and brothers and for those that are outside of Christ, those who aren't following Christ. Yeah, and a great way to test is to just... Maybe talk to some other people. Yeah. Maybe uh, go find some resource like on Desiring God about some of these gray areas of life. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know. Here, I, sorry, I keep. I, I love that you're giving the principles in the scripture because I love Romans twelve. I think that really is perfect. But I'm even thinking like, I mean, let's say someone is in a relationship, boyfriend girlfriend. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. don't have sex. We're not having sex, but like. You know, yeah. we're making out, we're doing all these other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a pretty big gray area. So maybe by testing, you may discern what the will of God is. Maybe by talking to some friends, actually praying, actually reading, actually maybe doing some active even research, you could realize, okay, um, maybe we shouldn't be making out or maybe we shouldn't <laughs> be sleeping over together. That might right. be a, na- a practical step. Right. But like th- that's not just how we're naturally going to think. Mm-hmm. Even for a Christian, like, like, like you said, man, the world really is about us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of on a soapbox now. I don't want this to become that. But so no, you stop good. me really at any time. Yeah, but. I mean, it's just like because the spot, the Bible, what God's word does give us, it gives us a ton of of resources to be able to make good decisions in the in the here and now. You know, like for example, on something like that, it's like Jesus is really clear about what what lust is in you know matthew i guess that's matthew five or six yeah i think exactly six sure. and i th- you well you yeah, actually actually now i think it's five either way it's <laughs> sermon on the mount for sure <laughs> right right and he says you know oh you don't commit adultery you don't sleep with other people's wives good job cool you're right. still sinning if you look at another woman with lustful intent and you know i don't know about and then T-roll, guilty, but <laughs> guilty everyone's guilty yeah <laughs> right like the point of that passage is you are guilty we all are yeah Exactly. So it's so if and then he later on or he says at some point in that same sermon he says be perfect, just as my Father in heaven is perfect. So there is the I think a lot, a lot of times what we'll find when we test these gray areas is that what it means to be in line with God's will is a lot different than what the world is telling us. The standard of what it means to be a good person by the world standard is often a lot different than what God's standard is. So and the, and some of that's hard and it's hard it's hard to hear and it's hard to live it's hard to do, um, but at the same time the Christian life is not one of perfection. Jesus says, "Repent and believe." The same way you become a Christian is the same way you grow as a Christian. Is you re- you repent when you do wrong, when you know that you've offended the Holy Spirit, when you've uh, when you've displeased God, and you believe the gospel freshly, and then you go try again, and you and you just try and and you do that for, until you're in heaven and. 
the good work that God has started in every in you is finished, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. Well, listen, man. For the sake of time, we we got to wrap this up soon. Any any way you want to land this plane? I mean, part of me feels like we were just kind of going on. Yeah. <laughs> just so many different ways there. No, man. I no. I think it's great. So I, I think the last verse I would point everyone to is a really famous verse. In, in that same passage of First Corinthians that, that Paul lands the plane with, he says, so whether you eat or whether you drink, he's also saying whether you don't eat or whether you don't drink, do it to the glory of God. So what, so what, is your, what, is your, what should be the Christian's primary grid that they think through is what glorifies God. And what does that word glory mean? I think of an analogy is it's like a telescope versus a microscope. A microscope makes something that is really small, look bigger than it is. And so when we say glorify God, that's not what we mean. We, th- we mean like a telescope. A telescope brings things that are, out of, that are unseeable by our human eye, that, we, that are too big for us to even comprehend. It brings them into focus. So the, the aim of a Christian's life is to be like a telescope, bringing what God wants for people into focus, bringing who God is into focus for people. So if that's your primary grid, then and your goal is to make God and His gospel look magnificent and look valuable and look uh, and make it just seeable for people. Then you're on the right track. So, hmm. moose with the mic drop. Yeah, I like that, man. Yeah, I had to end it on a good one. That's good. That's that's really good. Okay, yeah, let's glorify God, man. Amen. I really hope that people are hearing this and they're they feel more spurred spurred on and not more confused. If for some reason you are, <laughs> message us. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're pretty accessible. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would say. Um, yeah, Moose, great to have you on again, brother. We'll, we'll do this again sometime. Uh, so thanks for being here. For sure, man. I always enjoy it. Uh, to our listeners, thank you once again for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Please share this episode and other episodes that you have enjoyed with some of your friends. And please return for our next episode of the Campus Outreach Podcast. So for my good buddy Moose, this is T-Roll saying thank you once again. We'll see you next time for our next episode. Take care.